new. David, but nothing serious. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Where are we at now? Episode 25, Time to Get Serious. Okay, okay. Number 25, we, got, we hit that quarter mark. Can you believe it? That's bananas. That is yeah, yeah. crazy. I read, I read that somewhere that um, most podcasts who make it up to 25... Only 50% of them last past 25. So we're at 25 right now. Really? Yeah. What? What's, I mean, because we're, we're doing really good with our listens. Shout yeah. out to all of our listeners and supporters who Thank tune you. in every week. So like how, I mean, with those who fail, is it that their listeners just fall off or? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm in a Facebook group of but other, other bunch of podcasters and someone posted that stat the other day. And I was like, that's crazy. It was like most people will stop after seven episodes, but some people stop after 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess they, they just give up. Well, we're, we're not giving up. No. We have some, some awesome things coming. Yes. Not at all. Um, but tell me, how was your week? What, what did you do this week? Um, this past week was... Pretty cool. I, did, I didn't really do anything. Um, let's see. I uh, MVP Bay came over on Saturday. Woo-woo. Yeah, we watched. Um, just the first time we're coming over. Um, I cooked for her. What? Yeah, that was because she was coming over. So you cook yet? I wasn't planning on cooking because I thought we were just watching the movie. It was going to be kind of late anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was busy that whole day. But I ended up cooking. Um, I haven't cooked like that in a very, very long time. What did you cook? Um, some big mac and cheese, some salmon, and some broccoli. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Did she enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of food. More than I expected. It lasted a couple of days. The mac and cheese definitely did. Mm-hmm. But, but um, it was good. She said it was good. Did she realize how special she was? Because we've been doing this podcast for 25 episodes, four mm-hmm. months, and yep. I've literally not heard you mention cooking for anybody. <laughs> no, I've never cooked. I haven't cooked for anyone since my son's mother. Wow. Yeah. So she, she needs to know that she's ahead of the game. Yeah, definitely. But um, we, we chilled, watched... Um, some movies we watch. We try to watch one movie, and it wasn't that good. So we switched to um, Game Night, which is fucking hilarious. It is so funny. Yes, like I was sitting here crying. We watching that shit. We watched that chill for a minute, and then um, she's we went home. She went home because um, she had to get up early at night to get up early. Um, Game but, Night is. I literally said that like I was gonna watch Game Night again. But high, like I want to get high or drunk and watch that shit. That's what shit. we did. <laughs> Are you like this I, is how I, I want to watch it? I had a gummy apple. Oh man, send me some in the mail. Like I watched, I watched it sober as fuck, and I like literally was crying, laughing. So I was like, I have to see this high. <laughs> that movie is hella fucking hilarious. 
But yeah, you um, know what else is funny? What's that? Cock blocker. I haven't watched. I, I watched it, but I didn't watch it. Watch it and watch it like drunk or high. It's hilarious too. Okay. But um. Anyway, what else is going on with you? Besides guys? that, week has been very slow. Um, very slow. I was at a bar last night with some coworkers and talk about the podcast and everything and somehow ended up on tinder swiping just just, just fucking around um but besides that nothing else really anything. <laughs> I was just, like it was, it was like a group swipe type of thing i was just about to say was this like for uh educational research purposes or yeah it was just like a group swipe type thing we were just playing around with it okay. um but one of my coworkers told me that he met his now girlfriend on tinder I told him I need his story. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do, because we haven't actually had any... Success. Successful (laughs) relationships. I mean, I think neither one of us have actually been on the market looking for a relationship, so that could contribute to it. But, like, I don't know. When, When there were, like, all these possibilities, we didn't go full throttle. Yeah, so the other I don't know if I said this one here, but the other day, um, I was talking to someone and it just popped in my head that, yeah, I've been single technically for two years, going on two years, but mm-hmm. it's really only been one year, because men- mentally I'm I've been single for one year, but the first yeah. year it was more of a recovery. Yeah, you and I were having that conversation, and I told you. Yeah. <laughs> what did I tell you? I don't remember. I said that's some bullshit. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's it's like when because you're not putting yourself out there all the way when you're going to that recovery. That's true. You definitely have to heal. Yeah, you have to heal and and you know deal with everything that happens when a serious relationship, you know, ends. But to say that I've only actually been single for like a year because for a year I was fucking around. You were single, but you were just still fu- you were wasting motherfuckers' time yeah, for definitely. that year. Definitely wasting people's time. I admitted right. to that before on that episode of wasting people's time. Yeah, but, you did. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I, I like, I like this. Like right now, I'm realizing that I like this the single life, not having to answer to anyone. Oh, even during cuffing season? Uh kind of yeah. I, like I'm a loner, so but um it's 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 kind of weird. Like I I'm I I'm like I mean it's not like I'm tired dating a bunch of women more than dating one, but I, I I like not having to have to answer to anyone if you get what I'm saying. Have to I feel like it's like I feel like I have to check in with people. Um, okay, Lynn, let me ask you this question because Freckler had actually told me that um, a couple times too. Why, like, why is it that a guy feels obligated to check in with a woman if she didn't ask him to check in? It's, it's probably more of a mental thing. Like, if I, um, Say I don't wake up and text you the good morning text. Mm-hmm. Good morning text. And then you text me late afternoon saying good afternoon. Are you th- 
it's just, it's like, damn, did I have to? That's a good morning text. Like, was it was it, is it necessary to do that every single morning? Sometimes I forget. It. I just I forget it. I run out of house too busy, something like that. So it, it feels like you're neglecting someone that's supposed to be in your life right now. So it's more so the guy's personal insecurities or issues, not actually the woman. Yeah, more likely, yeah. Okay. So when you say you don't want anyone to answer to, like, nobody's even asking you to answer to them. Yeah, but you, you, feel, you feel like you owe someone that, that, that time because you are kind of talking to them. I don't know. I feel like the only thing that you owe someone that you're dating or talking to and or fucking is honesty, respect, and kindness. True. And if you guys are not, like, in a full-fledged relationship and you don't say good morning, it's not the end of the fucking world. Like, and if a guy feels like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be upset because I didn't say that, like, then maybe she's just not the one. Like, I don't understand how, like, if if a woman doesn't specify this is exactly what I want from you every single day, why does the guy take it upon himself to fill all this? Because women are hard to read. It's just like guys are hard to do read. all of these things when it wasn't even asked. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, they're hard to read. <laughs> women are hard to read. No, it's not the woman, it's you. <laughs> women are hard to read. Very hard to read. Women like, may be hard to read, but... I used to not get the new text, but hold on. Fuck, I forgot to get text this morning. Now now does she feel some type of way about that? It's, it's almost like anxiety, almost. It is anxiety, but I feel like the guy is giving himself anxiety because, like, I told Freckler... Because he's like, I don't want to feel like I got to check in. I'm like, when the fuck did I ask you to check in? Like, I never (laughs) asked you to check in. I didn't say you have to tell me good morning every day. Because I don't tell you good morning every day. And I'm not going to feel some type of way if if you're not immediately texting. Like, if you, I, I don't know. I guess I'm secure enough that, like, I know that you probably wake up thinking about me even if you don't send that text message. And yeah. it, same thing for me. Like, you know, we're, we're getting up. We have to get ready for work. You know, break, like, I get it. But, like, if a guy feels like, oh, my gosh, all this pressure and anxiety, like, I, I have to call you or I have to text you. It's like, I didn't ask you for that shit. Like, when I want you to call me, I say, hey, can you call? Can we talk? And then yeah. if you can't, you can't. But, like, I don't know. I feel like guys are projecting and taking upon like all these extra emotions that the woman isn't even putting out there like that because I, I feel like if like some instances women will be like oh i'll get on the good morning text like i was busy like i, I probably was getting something <laughs> together something like that i was busy <laughs> so, but that's fair and if you tell her like oh i was busy I think she should then at that point realize and not have the expectation that she's going to get it every morning, but it doesn't take away from, but you shouldn't, but you shouldn't like, like just because I give you one good morning test. I mean, I have to give you one every single day. I agree. I totally agree. I don't have to give you one every single day. 
I, like I could change it up with a good morning, or a good afternoon, a good night. <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be that morning time. So good morning, man. I'm not thinking about you. But it's it's just it's just that that if you're not, I guess like a mental thing. If you're not talking to them or what's going on, and I don't know, it's, it's just weird. Like, I feel like I feel like sometimes I have to check in with with people if I don't text them. Has do you okay? So let me ask you this question: When you talk to women who are professional, who are focused, who really have all of their ducks in a row, do you feel as though do you feel that they're expecting the same thing? Like, does that expectation vary per by woman? Um, maybe yeah. Some some. Some don't care about it, and some do care about it. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even speaking on. Just to put out there, I'm not even speaking on MVP back because we don't text it every morning anyway. But um, it's I like I've had a one, one woman say, "Why you keep texting me this every morning?" <laughs> That's some like, shit I would say. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, I'll just say good morning." So, I'd be like, oh, my day hadn't even started yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she she doesn't she didn't get any more, but it's it's I don't know, I don't know. It's like somebody told me, I, well, I forgot I was listening to, listening to another podcast where they said that the dog ruined the good morning text for the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's generic mm-hmm. now. I agree, but I appreciate the effort, but me personally, like with my personality, I would more, I would probably respond better to like some random ass emoji that you send me. Like, even if it's a kissy face or a smiley face or something with the glasses, just something quick that I can choose to respond to if I wanted to, but like. This whole good morning every every day, like, or have a great day at work every day. That's not so bad, but like, I think it's, it gets stale after a while. Like, that's why, I, like, sometimes I fall off from doing it because I'm like, this is boring. I wonder if it's said because like people don't know what else to say. Yeah, probably, probably. Like, what else do you say with someone that's not living with you? I'm gonna I'm gonna conduct an experiment. You should do this with me. So right. instead of saying like good morning or have a great day at work, we say some random shit like, Hey, if you get a chance, read a book today or hey, don't forget, don't text and drive, or hey, you know, that cliff that's on your way home, don't jump off of it. <laughs> just like <laughs> some random just, just some <laughs> random careful caring shit. Yes, some random yes, that's exactly what it is. Like just random caring shit that's not um, the norm. Have a great day. Random act of kindness. Yes. I'm literally gonna start doing this tomorrow. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna report back next week how it it went. But okay, so you said that you are at a point where you're enjoying being single, you don't want anybody to answer to. So I think what we kinda wanna know is What's gonna happen if you and MVP Bay get to a level of seriousness? Well, then that's some, if it, if it gets serious, then that's what, that's what I'm gonna want. But um, as of right now, I'm more focused on the stuff I have going on. Um, I feel like in order to be in a relationship, you have to be 
not even at a, like I would say a hundred percent with yourself, but at a good percentage with yourself in a comfortable position. Okay. Um, so I feel like that's where I'm trying to get to right now. Not 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 to like money wise or anything, but I'm trying to get a, a new job and I'm focused on the starting a new business. So I'm trying to have to figure out which one weighs more than the other. And you don't personally feel like you can accomplish goals and possibly date seriously at the same time? Uh, I, I think if I do, I would be neglecting myself and cheating myself from my full potential at the moment. Because that time that, like, if, if I'm dating someone full time, that time I'm focusing on someone, I could be focusing on my craft that could be focused on my future that could be focusing on setting me up for a serious relationship at 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 a point where I won't have to focus so much later on in the future. Is that just like a lack of ability to multitask on the guy's part? No. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, doesn't uh, take away from, well, it wouldn't be a lack of, it doesn't take away from, it wouldn't be lack of multitasking. Because it's it's because it's, there's there's 24 hours in a day. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's how you use those 24 hours. Right. Like my 24 hours are working my regular job, coming home. If I have my son, taking care of my son. After he goes to bed, I focus on the web design business, or my basketball business, or doing the podcast. And I still focus time on my personal stuff too, like dating as well. Okay. <clears throat> like so, it's 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 a lot, it's a lot to juggle because I've never had this much shit going on before. So, it's do you weird. not think that with the right woman, juggling so much and having a partner would enhance it and make it an even better experience? It could. It, it it definitely could, but I feel like it depends on both parties, like schedule wise. Um, what what are you willing to compromise with? Um, but if I feel like it, yeah, like I, it, has to, it has to be with, with both parties, not just one. So it has uh-huh. to be with the right person who's willing to understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, I second that. I do agree with that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, so but how was your weekend? Um, so what did I tell you guys about Freckler last week? Um, that I think you were done talking about him or you were done with him. <laughs> okay. So um we We both, okay, so I had plans last weekend um, to go to uh, Smoky Mountains to do some hiking, and he had plans to go out of town, and so I basically was just like, you know, have fun, and we won't talk, so we hardly spoke um, on Sunday. 
when he got back into town um, or when he was on the way back, he was communicating quite a bit more with me. Um, and, you know, I still kind of had that distance between us because, you know, I had pretty much decided that I was done. Okay. So um, I ended up actually, so where he lives, I have to go to that particular area um, weekly or every other week. And so he had asked me if I was going to stop by and I was just, I I actually didn't plan on it. Excuse me. Um, I planned on it. Then I didn't plan on it. Um, But he was just like, why don't you just stop here and at least sleep? because where he lives is about an hours or something from me and it was mm-hmm. like late at, it was late at night already and i'm like i said okay but listen i don't want no shit <laughs> like i don't want no sex i don't want no shit he was just being and, nice and he yeah and he is i give it to him like even through everything he is still a nice guy so i went over there um and slept it was kind of awkward because we hadn't been talking, you yeah. know? Um, did you sleep in the same bed? Yeah, we did. I mean, but, like, he has a king bed, so I'm always on one side. He's always, like, he says that his side is North America, my side is Australia, and then sometimes we meet in Europe. <laughs> That's when we meet in the middle. So, I don't know. I think at some point during the night we probably were in Europe, but... um. Yeah. So anyway, um, Monday morning, woke up because I had to go to work and I asked him, I'm like, do you think we could have a platonic friendship? And he's just like, I don't know. Why? Is that what you want? And I was like, I was completely honest. I said, I don't necessarily know if that's what I want, but I, that's what we need. I was like, because I don't, the emotional roller coaster, just with everything going on, I told him, I'm going to serve you better in the capacity of your platonic friend, because that way I'm not affected emotionally by anything that you do. You're not affected emotionally by anything that you can get rid of all those emotions in time. Yeah. In time. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing. We're not in love. So because we're not in love, I don't feel like it would take us that long to get over each other. I mean, I could be wrong and I don't know if that's coming out wrong or mean, but like, I feel like if we were, if we stopped talking and we, you know, took some time for ourselves and then started dating somebody else, like we probably think about each other, but I don't think it would be such a long time for us to get over each other like I don't know but anyway um I told him basically that I'm kind of going into this season where I haven't been open to love and I I haven't been open to relationships but I think I am now I don't want to go looking for it I want it to find me very organically nothing rushed nothing forced And I told him, you know, I don't feel like he and I can have a relationship. So, you know, I I told him, though. 
I, I'm, I mean, I don't know what other way to be. I told him like, I want someone to give me the same love I give them. I want someone to put me on the same pedestal that I put them on. And I don't feel like he and I can have that. So I feel like we should be friends, you know, just friends. And How do you take that? he was understanding and he totally agreed um, that like he maybe he just has too much stuff going on to be that person that I need that, you know, I would need in my life to fall in love with and to treat me that way. And that it was really um, unfortunate. He was just like, you know, he doesn't want to lose me, so on and so forth. And so it ended up being, I mean, it became emotional. You know, I shed some tears. He shed some tears. But I'll tell you, we reached, we reached a milestone because I am one of those people where I don't think anything happens by chance. I mean, you do have some things that are like coincidences, but I, I often look at the bigger picture. and there he knows damn near everything about me except for one thing and it is one of the most important things that you could ever know about me but because he and I aren't you know weren't like in a serious relationship it's not anything that I shared with him but he knew that because we would have conversations I'm like you know tell me something about you and so I've literally given him a whole life story but I told him I was like I have this one aspect of my life that I just hold so near and dear to my heart and I have to have this level of just trust with you to share it with you and he's like all right well you know if we ever get to that point and you want to tell me that's fine but what he didn't know is that this situation that's near and dear to me he was going through the same thing. I just never told him I've gone through the same thing too. And just cause I didn't want to talk about it. I just don't really talk about it, but yeah. I knew, like I said, you don't, you don't meet people and, and things don't really happen always by chance. But when I knew very early on that we shared that in common, I realized why we came into each other's lives. And that day when we were basically just saying this is a friendship, nothing more, I pulled him. I mean, because by this time we're both like, you know, emotional or whatever. Mm -hmm. I pulled him into his bedroom and I was like, I want to tell you something. And he was like, what's that? And so I just let it all out. And it's a very emotional situation. So I was crying and he was crying and he hugged me and he held me. He was like, I didn't know that we had that in common. I was like, I know you didn't, but I told him, you know, you and I didn't meet by chance. We didn't develop these feelings by chance. Like this was supposed to happen. And it's really unfortunate that shit kind of just got twisted and messed up the way that it did, because I, I really do feel like he and I probably were destined for something a little bit greater than what but was accomplished. It, is, it doesn't mean just because it's over now doesn't mean it's over forever. That's true. That's true. If it's meant to be, it'll be. And I'm a firm believer in that. And, you know, depending on when it came back, I may or may not be open to it or he may or may not be open to it. And that's just, you know, something that we would have to deal with as well. But um, it's been I mean, since then, it's just been cool. I mean, it's but on your personal end, you told me that you downloaded something. I did. Um, so uh, the dating app, I was like, let me stay off of 
Tinder and let me try something else. So I downloaded Hinge. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, because we had talked about it previously, and I actually downloaded. I just never set up anything. So I set up the profile on Hinge, and I have to tell you, I am impressed with Hinge. Okay. Um, I feel like the caliber of guys is better. I could be wrong, but I feel like it is like, okay, so with Hinge, you, they force you to put up six pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, they give you these quotes and you have to provide your response or your answer to the quote, for instance, like two truths and a lie or one thing I can't live without, like you have to answer these in order to even create your profile or see who is on the app. Um, once you have your profile set up, you know, they put up the guys who are, you know, meet your criteria and, you know, you, I think it may have some Bumble likeness as well. I've, I haven't did Bumble, but I think maybe you talked about it. Um, so you'll look at someone's profile, you will like a picture, you comment under the picture if you want to, or you could just like a picture. And then like, if someone likes your picture, um, you, you can up. click like match with them. Yeah. Or you can X if you're not interested. Um, when I say it's a different caliber of guys, I feel like most of the guys are um, professionals. Like, you know, I'll, I mean, of course, you can always lie on these dating apps. But like all of them tend to have a job title of VP, CEO, business owner, manager of this, director of this, like maybe they're lying. I don't know, but they, they do the pictures that they put on there. Um, I have not seen one guy with, you know, like a picture that looks like it was taken with a disposable camera. <laughs> all of the profile pictures are like nice real life pictures. A lot of people a lot of guys have put like travel pictures on there, yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, they have this one quote that's like, "The best TV show is whatever." Debate me or debate me about whatever, which is a cool way to interact. Yeah, um, it, it gives you nice icebreakers almost. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, and then it'll like, if let's say for. And since you converse with someone, you get this notification that it's your turn is what it says. Like when, when they comment and it's time for you to respond if you want to. Um, so yeah, the only thing that I've noticed so far is that like, even if you X someone that you're not interested in, they kind of get back in the um, queue. Yeah. So it's like you X them because you're not interested. And then let's say like you swipe later or something, that same person is there again, even though you like X them before. Yeah. So they get a second shot almost. Or third or fourth. Cause I yeah. know I've seen this one dude like several times. I'm like, are, are you going to force me to like him <laughs> or what is this? Like, you know, so um, I feel like a lot of the guys on there are bald. I don't know if that's a is thing. Yeah, I'm so serious. Like, I was at work, and my coworkers and I were looking at it, and it, it's like a lot of the guys are bald. Like, wow. a lot of them are bald with beards. But I would literally say that, like, 70% of the guys that we were seeing were bald. 
Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem. It, it seems pretty interesting. Like, you talk to anyone yet on there? Um. Yes. If you want to put me on blast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying serious. Like, you could have just had like a match to say what's up. Um. Well, we did. We matched. Um. He is. Um. An investigator for the district attorney's office. Okay. Uh, see, that's what I mean about the caliber of guys. I didn't find a fucking investigator for the DA's office on Tinder, but I found, like, a fucking manager at McDonald's. Um, yeah. Well, we conversed a little bit. Um, he seems interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, you never know what would come out of it. I don't think I would be... I, I couldn't see myself in a relationship with him actually, but yeah. I don't think we'll, you know, talk for long or, or really, really talk at all. But I'm like, I don't want to like finish the situation with Freckler okay. and then jump back into the online thing to basically try to force me to get over what we had. Yeah, definitely. I want to take my time to get over what we had to deal with it just so I, when that when the relationship that's meant for me does come now that I'm open to it. Exactly. I'll be ready for it. I won't be bringing any baggage, you know. So, I'm not rushing into anything. Definitely. I think that's a really good approach because I really wasn't open to a relationship before. Yeah. And now I am. I don't know why, I, but now I am. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, you got some news for us? Yes. So I have some news. Um, it's good news for some people, but kind of bad news for me and you. Uh-oh. So, someone stole our fucking idea. What do you mean? All right. The news. I'm not okay. going to read the headline. I'm not going to read the headline. If you're okay. single and looking to mingle, the idea of Yelp for humans might sound like a dream. Thanks to a new Ann Arbor-based browser extension, Date Aha, it will soon be a reality. Date Aha president and co-founder Stan Brad, um, Bradbury says that one of the biggest downfalls of dating in the last decade is the lack of transparency. Though not a dating site itself, what Date Aha is hoping to do is make the years of bad date, toxic behavior, and misleading profile photos. Date Aha gives people who are in the dating marketplace more information and allows them to add their own user-generated content about their own experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. We want to give people a voice in digital world as much as they have in the real world by raising the level of discourse in the dating world. So it says the free tool, which we launches tomorrow. Wow. Today, this comes out November 9th is a browser extension that syncs with a user um, pre-existing dating profile on all the dating sites like match. Okay. Cupid, plenty of fish, bamboo. Mm-hmm. Once installed, a user can leave anonymous comments regarding someone's profile based on dates. 
for interactions <laughs> going wrong. And those comments can be viewed by other Date Aha users to better inform whether or not the person is a total creep. Wow. Any comments can be replied to and original posters will be notified, allowing the commenters to slide into each other's DMs without messaging the fees most platforms require. So that's going to be so it's definitely a good idea, but yeah, it's hours. Yeah, (laughs) episode three or episode four? It was, yes, like months ago when we were saying you need to be able to rate and give reviews and stuff about someone you see that's our fucking fault for not yep. pat for not like copywriting it patenting yep. that idea <laughs> <laughs> we got to get our shit together because we come up with some really clever shit and we this, this is kind of this is kind of this is kind of good but kind of scary too because i want to know does this say anywhere about having like a, a re, like a debate type of thing like if somebody write a bad review about me and that shit ain't true. <laughs> Can that shit be removed? So I don't want. I don't want no chick said, "Yo, I saw you on day high. You a <laughs> dog. You a tra- you trash." No, you, listen. Your dick is whack. Some shit like that. <laughs> well, we know they're not gonna say that because you give out a one on date one. Yeah, like don't try me with that so- shit. You can go back to episode five and no, I put it down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> coming back from the mountains last weekend. So on Urban Dictionary, I think it is, mm-hmm. you can look up your name. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So first <laughs> off, I looked up Natasha. I didn't look it up. My cousin looked it up. And she was like, did you know Natasha is ah, Satan, backwards? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is it? My name is Ah Satan backwards. And then some of the comments were like, yeah, Natasha is a hoe. If you say a bitch named Natasha, you need to run the other way. <laughs> Natasha, like, it went in on me. But That's then some of name the... Is, my sister's name is like that, too, where they go in on her. Really? I didn't even know that that was a thing. It's I like, do. if you see Natasha run the other way, Natasha always trying to steal somebody. Man, I'm like, wait, this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm, I, I say that to say that like Urban Dictionary kind of does the same thing. If you just know someone's name, you can go mm-hmm. in on them. But just like you I want to know, like, I want to know if, if like, if this person, if it's connected to your profile, can you connect, like we match, can you connect me to that comment? Hmm. Because if that's the case, isn't that um, uh, what's that shit called? There is no anonymity. I'll tell you that. If it's connected, they're gonna know you said it. Yeah. Oh, but Urban Dictionary, Gary, a man who's incredibly sexy but also funny. He tends to be a girl's dream guy. He's also really good in bed. <laughs> tell us one of the bad ones. Um. See. No. Next one. Um. Gary, a nice guy. Conservative, but can also be liberal at the same time. Respect parents, love of family and friends, generous person to those who suffer. You're still telling us the good ones. The Gary, the nicest guy ever. <laughs> uh, Gary, a good-looking pair of tits. Whoa, 
<laughs> oh, wait. There, no I'll find. I'll find something. There's um, not one bad one. Gary, really? One who is dedicated to the happiness of others, often to the detriment of his own well-being. That's definitely Gary. Well, damn. This one says, Gary, the most handsome man you have ever met in your entire life. Mm-hmm. I feel like Urban Dictionary is, like the, is pretty pretty um, correct when it comes to these topics. Oh, wow. So you just... <laughs> <laughs> so you just going to call me a cum guzzler, Gary? <laughs> Like, like, okay, let's put in because you're right. Most of all of these are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this one is nice. Natasha is an average. Natasha thinks differently from others. She's deeper, wise, or different. This one's good. Natasha is the most gorgeous, fun, hilarious, lo- loyal, sexy. Did you go and write this after you saw the other ones? I didn't. I like <laughs> it though. <laughs> It's like six paragraphs. Like somebody went the fuck in on Natasha. Yeah. Oh, these are good. All these are good. Yeah. But um, the other ones are were not. Yeah. It called me a cum guzzler. I stole somebody, man. Um. Yeah, they went in on me. They went in on me. It may not have been Urban Dictionary she was looking at. Yeah, these are no, I saw some bad ones on our dictionary before about people. Yeah, okay, so maybe it was when she pulled it up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think that if it's connected to your profile and you write the review, it may, you know, it's definitely gonna eliminate the anonymity, they're gonna know who you are. Yeah, so I guess you just have to be careful. No at you because you said what you said <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting that they stole that idea though yeah. but shout out to what is it called date aha date aha so shout out to date aha and shout out yeah. to um what's the creator's name stan bradbury for listening to dating when nothing serious yes yeah, thanks stan Exactly. Thanks, Dan. We shall be waiting on our uh, royalty residual check in the mail. Yes, definitely. Thief. So, <laughs> we actually, moving along, have something serious yes. to discuss. So, this is episode 25, and we decided to make it a little bit more serious. Yeah. Um, we touched base on it last week about um someone you know sending us in an inquiry about a serious topic that we hadn't discussed but that we wanted to so we um we're taking it there and unfortunately we did not get this listener on to help us not be so ignorant um of, on the topic so i have looked up some stats from health 24 which perfect. i believe is Credible, I hope. Perfect. So I'm going to read this email we received. Uh, Good evening, Gary and Natasha. 
I have been a fan of your podcast, listening faithfully over the past few months from a suburb of Atlanta. You have touched upon many interesting subjects in the world of dating, but I have heard almost nothing mentioned about the topic of STDs. What steps do you take to protect your sexual health against sexually transmitted diseases? It is one thing to get yourself tested, but in this crazy world of online dating, how do you know your partner is being honest about his or her status and or the last time he or she was tested? And how many people run out and get tested each time they are with a new partner? My story is that I contracted HSV, genital, genital herpes, from my husband during our marriage. He had been unfaithful to me, but also knew that he was infected. I had no idea until the day I was shocked by my diagnosis. Eventually, we divorced. I now face a certain amount of dating misery and shame when I reveal my status to potential partners. Some men have been understanding, while others have escaped through the nearest exit once they were told. The ironic thing is that they want to have nothing to do with me after I reveal my disclosure, and yet they will go on to sleep with a random woman who could carry the same virus, but either doesn't know or chooses not to disclose. I did briefly join an STD dating website, but wondered if I was limiting my prospects that way. Also, I don't like putting my profile out there for the world to see my personal info. Would love to hear your feedback and strategies for protecting yourself. Okay. So. I loved, loved, loved getting this email from this particular listener. So thank you so much for being so candid, so open, so honest about you know your story yeah definitely what are your thoughts um i just want to say on a personal level well not a personal level on to touch on the topic of her husband giving it to her and knowing that he had it he, he's a fucking dick and i hope he goes to hell but the dad is just a fucking situation right there and all um first you stepped out on her and then you gave her something from stepping out on this person that is stuck with them for the rest of their life. It can ruin their life potentially. Um, luckily, she it's not something that's that was worse like HIV or AIDS, something like that. But yeah. um, it's it's serious. Like you you have to make sure that the person that you're with is clean, or at least you're wearing condoms at the most part when you're having sex with people. Yeah. And just don't go out here raw dogging. Because you can, yeah, it feels better, but you never know what could happen. That's true. And getting tested, because I just read that you should be tested at least once a year. And most of y'all probably don't do that. Um, a lot of women probably, I mean, a lot of women probably do. Yeah, a lot of men, I'm pretty sure a lot of men don't. Um, I will admit I don't get tested every year, which I will now after reading that shit. Um. Because after I read that, <laughs> I was like, all right, I need to make a doctor's appointment like right now. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not like I have any symptoms or anything, but I'm like, they can creep up on you. And I should, they can. Yeah. And I wonder with her husband if that's, you know, the case. I mean, I you, she said he knew he had it, but like, I think, <clears throat> okay, so it's my understanding that, first off, let me say I am sorry that this happened to you, um, especially because you 
you don't expect it when you're married to a person. You think that this is just us and we're good because we're married and clearly that's not the case. Um, but fortunately, it is Herbie's. Yeah. And it's my understanding just from looking at statistics and looking at symptoms and looking at like the World Health Organization and the CDC. Apparently, damn near everybody has herpes. Yeah. You either have herpes one or herpes two, right? So it's yeah. like you either have it in the form of like if you've had chicken pox or something like that. So that's herpes simplex one. But if it's a sexually transmitted disease, it can be herpes two. One let's in say three for, people, I think, have herpes. Right. So, but let's say, for instance, you have, you don't have, you don't really have herpes, but you kiss somebody yeah. who has herpes one. And so, let's say now you have herpes one, but then let's say you give somebody oral with your herpes one, they now have herpes two. Like, it's really crazy yeah. how herpes works. And, you know, of course, we, you and I haven't studied it, so we don't know in depth, you know, how all of the transmission works. And I wish this listener would have came on to basically, you know, educate us a little bit more. But with that being something that one in three people actually have, and it could be dormant in you forever, you know, but it's, <clears throat> excuse me, if you've ever gotten a shot or whatever for the chicken pox or some shit like that, you, you have it. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I think, again, it is unfortunate. I don't think she should limit herself when it comes to dating. No, especially with the just dating other people with the viruses. Because I'm not 100% sure, but um, I believe that if it's if you're not having an outbreak, that you can't contract it. Um, don't quote me on that. I just heard that. I'm not sure if that's like a rumor. I'm gonna try to look that up right now. I don't see that on this site. Um, I've but, actually heard the same thing that if you're not having an outbreak, yeah. you you don't. It's not. I mean, but I don't know if that's true. But I've heard the same thing. Um. Or using condoms. Um, it, this site says seven ways to avoid it would be, well, not seven ways, but ser- several ways. Staying celibate, monogamy or limiting number of sexual partners, using condoms, avoiding sex with people with sores or, won't mean sores on their genitals or anywhere else, having partners tested for genital herpes. I feel like when you go get tested, you might as well just go get the whole shebang and get everything done. You should definitely get the whole shebang. I always get the whole shebang. Yeah. I mean, but again, we're women. Um, but I definitely wouldn't limit my partners. And she made a very good point. She said that you tell a guy this is what's going on with you. And he's like, he scales back. He doesn't want to get involved. But he'll go fucking raw dog Trina from the corner not knowing what she has. Exactly. People's yeah, people's mental and psyche is just often off. But it's better for her, you know, if she knows that that's what a guy is on, so that she avoids it because that's not the type of person that she should want to deal with. 
Yeah. Um, yeah and but I would like about it is pretty cool because then you could sit there and you can ask like if she's being upfront about it, I, I would think that she's willing to answer questions in regards to it if she wants to get to that level because that's those questions that she's going to have to answer. I don't think that's something that you need to immediately talk about or disclose. No, no, it's not that you immediately need to disclose, but before you have sex, you would have to disclose that. Yeah, that's true. And before you have sex, maybe they could have a conversation about... If I I going to get this, if I have sex with you. Or when did you get tested last? Yeah. So let's, let's actually answer the questions if we since we're being serious and honest and keeping it real let's answer the questions that she asked uh-huh. first question was what steps do you take to protect your sexual health against sexually transmitted diseases uh condoms that's what i use even though i For- thought condoms can't help with herpes all the way they can't because I thought it was because it could be like affected around the outside. Oh, yeah. I guess depending on where you have a sore, maybe if yeah. you have a sore, if you're having an outbreak, we'll have to definitely educate ourselves more on this. Um, um, I'm Googling while we're talking. <laughs> There's always okay, use condoms and dental dam during oral and anal and vaginal sex. Talk to a doctor about um, taking herpes medication every day, which can lower your chance of spreading herpes. Don't have sex during a herpes outbreak, even with a condom. There may be sores on places the condom doesn't cover. I mean, I can't even imagine that it would feel good having sex during an outbreak. Like, and that's from I Planned mean, Parenthood. When I see cold sores on people's lips or whatever, it just looks painful. I can't imagine. <laughs> having sex with someone, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, my answer to this question, I would say, is definitely condoms as well. But I'm so big on, like, my vagine. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I go and get, te- like, this, this is, like, facts. And my gynecologist can attest to this. I go and get tested regularly. Not because I have a lot of sexual partners, because you know, prudish Natasha doesn't, but because you just can't trust people. No, you cannot trust people. And that's unfortunate, but it's true. When I was married, I don't know, you know, we hit several rough patches. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. So I would get tested. I, me and my gynecologist have this running joke that she can pick my vagina out of a lineup because <laughs> you go there I will go and get tested. So let's say, for instance, um, I'm meeting a new a new guy that I want to be intimate with. Um, me and Freckler didn't do this, but the guy before him, we did. I asked him when was the last time he got tested and if he mind you know, getting tested before we possibly made a mistake and had unprotected sex. Like, and after our, during our situation, I got tested. After our situation, I got tested. Because it doesn't take long. And then with Freckler, um, we have, I mean, just because we're being completely honest and candid, um, Freckler and I have unprotected sex. And 
during the time that we have had unprotected sex, I have gotten tested twice. Are you on birth control? I'm fixed. Okay. Spayed, neutered. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. That's not. That's not my concern. Okay. And then on top of that, he is too. Oh, okay. And then on top of that, my ex was too. Oh. We're we're team no more babies in this bitch. Okay, okay. So um, now nah, we're good. Um, I will say that a lot of people do not understand the importance of being tested until it's too late. Definitely. And I unfortunately I don't think that's something that's gonna change. I don't think people are gonna take that initiative to until it's start too, getting tested more. Until it's close to home. But until it's close to home. More information on the spreading of herpes. Okay. Um, so this is from Planned Parenthood again. Herpes can live on a- on areas of, of your body that aren't protected by condoms, like scrotum, butt cheeks, upper thighs, and labia. So condoms won't always protect you from herpes, but they do lower the chances of getting herpes. Don't have sex with anyone during your herpes outbreak because that's when it spreads most easily. But herpes is usually passed when there are no sores or symptoms. So it's important mm. to use condoms and dental dams, even if everything looks like if it and feels okay. Oh, so it, so we're wrong. So you're gonna spread it no matter what. Yep. And says, how can I make sure I don't give anyone herpes? If you find out you have herpes, try not to freak out. There are a few ways that you can stop stop it from spreading to other to to your partners and other parts. Um, always use a condom and dental dam, as we said before. Talk to your doctor about taking herpes medication every day, which can lower your chances of spreading herpes. Don't have sex during your herpes outbreak. Um, learn how to tell when an outbreak is coming and stop having sex right when you notice these signs. Um, don't have sex until your sores are totally gone and the scabs heal and fall off. Don't touch so that's your herpes. confusing because it, it kind of sounds like if it sounds like they're saying, okay, you're going to spread it either way, but if you don't have an outbreak, you're not going to spread it. Yeah, well, it's, I think it'll just lower the chances of spreading it. Hmm. Okay. Don't wet contact lenses from, with spit. This might spread your herpes, oral herpes to your eye. Damn. Um, I've heard that before, too. If you have a cold sore on your mouth, don't kiss anyone, especially babies, children, or Pregnant woman, I know this little baby who had herpes because her dad had herpes and used to kiss her. Wow. Yep. Always tell your sexual partner that you have herpes before you have sex so you can work together to prevent it from spreading. Telling someone you have an STD can be hard, but herpes is super common and doesn't lead to serious health problems. So try not to be too embarrassed or stressed out about it. Easier said than done, I believe. I think so too. I I agree. And um, we're only touching on herpes because that's where the topic is of the, of the day. Maybe in the future we'll probably I'll, I'm going to try to see if we can get someone on who can touch on more broader aspects of STDs. Yeah. Um. So. But that's what she presented. So that's yeah. he. And I never knew there was a, a dating website for that, which I'm not surprised because the dating website for everything. But, he or she, because I don't think they specified their gender. Yeah, true. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
So the next question is, how do you know your partner is being honest about their status or when they were tested? On the way you would be 100% sure is if they show you the paperwork. I was I was listening to uh, Breakfast Club and Angela Yee had made a comment about someone falsifying it. I I'm totally okay with like go together, yeah. like and I know that that's easier said than done. Shit, make it a date. Right, like if you, I I don't know. I, that's definitely easier said than done. Because if you meet somebody and you guys are all caught up in the moment and you just make it do what it do shit is gonna happen people are gonna people are gonna live you know and honestly i i don't think there's really an answer to this question you are not gonna know you are not gonna know unless you go with them and that's not very likely yeah so i would say and how many people run out and get tested each time they're with a new partner i'm Mm -hmm. one of those idiots (laughs) that you are that's, that's not being yeah. idiot, though. That's not being dumb. That's being 100% and being right. But you know what? This is the thing, too. I don't have a lot of sexual partners. I'm always, like, in super long-term relationships or, you know, if I'm not in a super long-term relationship, I'm not just going around busting it open. So it's not such a big thing. But I, I do. Just because, I don't know, like, you you have this fear of getting HIV. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys, completely honest with you guys. Atlanta is, if we're not the capital of homosexuality, we're like second. Is uh, I remember last I time I looked at it. I think it you was, were first last time to San Francisco. And now it's San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, so it's always a toss-up between Atlanta and San Francisco. I know gay guys who can tell me so many stories about down-low men. Yes. And out there. it's huge in Atlanta. And even, okay, so we know that AIDS is not necessarily, HIV AIDS is not necessarily a gay disease. But... I hear so many stories about down low guys, about sex parties with a lot of gay men, about glory holes, about clubs that have after hour spots where it's just basically just rampant, rampant gaydom. And I'm hearing this essentially from the horse's mouth. So Knowing, I I was essentially told that sex is such a huge part of the gay community, gay male community, because men have higher sex drives generally, and all that testosterone, they just basically want to fuck. So if, if that is the case, then, and a lot of guys are down low. Um, I was told that, I think I had mentioned it to you, I was told that another woman isn't the biggest threat to a heterosexual man, it's a gay man, because where this woman is refusing to put out or to give a blowjob, 
this man could easily go find a transgender, somebody who looks like a woman and get some, you know, get his rocks off. So, and not feel like he's gay because it looks like a woman. And if they're going in the butt, it's kind of like, I mean, okay, it's like, kind of like a vagina, I guess. I don't know. It's a whole, whatever, but they still get it in. So when hearing all of this, you you seriously have to be careful and you have to think twice about unprotected sex and so many different partners because it, what if he is on the down low? Yeah, and you know? I think it was, just, I'm not sure, it just, but it said women in, in Atlanta are like 20 to 1 when it comes to straight men out there. Yeah, and I think also, too, um, there's this level, because there are so many unavailable men, there's this level of desperation. So uh, women are willing to accept a lot of things that they wouldn't generally accept just to say that they have a man or just to say that they have a husband. Or, you know, they may know that their guy is on the download. They may know that their guy is bisexual. They, you know, but because of that level of desperation, because the options are limited, they put up with it or they stay. And, you know, you you have to be really careful. You have to be really cautious. So I think moral of the story is be more selective and whether you're selective or not, wrap it up and get tested. You can't control what the next motherfucker does, but you can control what you do. Correct, correct. You know, and mm-hmm. if you are a human and you live in your life and you just having fun, I don't personally see a problem with that. Just be careful, be protected, get tested. Definitely. I mean, the last thing that you want to do, I mean, it's not the last thing you want to do. I shouldn't say that. But, like, think about if you are intimate with someone and you think you don't have anything, but you do, and you give it to them. I mean, that's going to be really, really hard for you to deal with, knowing that you just affected their life in that manner because you didn't take care of you. Yeah. Or what if they give it to you, but they didn't know they had it? I mean, yeah you feel like, oh, God, you should have told me, but you should also make sure you protected yourself as well. You know, so it's, when you're having sex with anybody, including your spouse, it's just, it can get tricky. Just just masturbate. Master the art of baiting, and you don't have to worry about <laughs> shit. So true, but yeah, that was a um, good topic. I want y'all to go out there and get tested um, as soon as possible for everything that you can possibly get t- t- tested for. Um, this is as well go ahead and go you can go listen to our past episodes you have to our site is up with our sponsors on there as well if again if you still need to someone, someone to talk to even about this situation we do have the better help so betterhelp.com forward slash dbns get you a free week of um counseling therapy it just it's for, you have to be 18 and older and it's not a crisis line but everything else, you're you're free to talk to them, text them, video chat with them, and as a registered therapist, 
I think it's covered all over the world. But um, thank you all again for listening to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, wait, before we close out. Okay. <laughs> let's just reiterate one more time to the listener who sent in this email. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much for Thanks raising for the issue. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being a loyal listener for raising the topic. If you want to talk to us off air, you know, if you just need a listening ear, a shoulder to lean on, please hit us up. Yeah. And everything, of course, can stay anonymous. You know, we care about our listeners. We care about your thoughts, your feelings, and things that you guys are going through in your life and we definitely want to thank you for being brave enough to share that story with us definitely definitely natasha and gary signing off ciao ciao peace